0: My name is Mark Doris and I'm Professor in Health and Sustainability at the University of Central Lancashire. Um, and my my role is is a, I suppose a fairly unusual mix for, for some academics in that um, I wouldn't say it's a fully fledged being an academic all the time. A lot of my work is about managing the delivery of of programmes uh, related to public health, well-being and sustainability. Uh, as well as research, evaluation and teaching. So would it be fair to describe you as
1: somebody who is trying to bring transition thinking into the public health
0: arena? Yes, indeed, it would. Um, I, I think my I mean, my own journey with that has has been, I suppose, over many years now in that in that I started off working with NHS and local government um, Really around health promotion and public health, but from a very much a kind of community development level, and then move to combine that with working at a sort of policy and strategic level, but very much trying to bridge environment, health, and sustainability. And this is going back sort of more than more than twenty years before the sort of Rio Earth Summit. So that that was my sort of groundings that I guess um, led to a sort of passion for bringing agendas together, and then more recently. I've done quite a lot of, I suppose, conceptual work as as well as so sort of trying to get some some thinking going really in the public health world, working with particularly with Blake Poland uh, from University of Toronto.
1: And uh, speaking of Blake, there was a um, a paper that you wrote with him where you wrote, as the converging crises of peak oil, climate change, and environmental degradation intensify and interconnect, much more radical action will be required. What do you see as being the key uh, challenges within the public health field to to responding adequately to this to the scale of those challenges?
0: I think there's several points to make i think I think if we actually look at where the convergence and connections between climate change sustainability and public well and health have begun to be made a lot of that has has been within what most people see as the health system. So working to green the NHS, to look at the footprint of the NHS, et cetera. And I think that's really valid work and really important work because clearly uh, the NHS is one of the world's largest organisations. So its, it's leverage uh, and clout is potentially very big. But I think we need to go beyond that and really embrace uh, the understanding that I think has come out through... So sort of specially commissioned uh, research in The Lancet, in The American Journal of Public Health, in British Medical Journal, and other kind of prestigious uh, research publications showing that actually climate change and I think it's being recognised resource depletion and environmental degradation will generally are actually themselves public health threats. They're not just something that we need to to kind of engage with and talk about, but they're potentially the big, biggest challenges that uh, we're facing.
1: How would you rate the level of awareness of those issues, though, among in in, in the health field? I mean, there's more and more yeah. organisations who are who are like the WHO who are sort of really starting to flag that up. But where where, where does it feel like it's got to?
0: I, I think I think it's I think you're right. I think I think we're seeing more and more of of that awareness coming out in publications. So. Um, from the World Health Organization down to um, the UK Faculty of Public Health through to uh, individual professional associations. But I think there's a real challenge in that filtering down to and informing the day-to-day work of of people in broadly public health. And some of that is is to do with, um, I think, very pressurized workloads but some of it is, I think, to do still with sort of silo thinking that actually people have been trained in particular ways. Where if they do embrace the the, the issues around that we've talked about around climate change, resource depletion, uh, and environmental degradation, then it, it, it's it's quite peripheral uh, to to their training. Now, there's a lot that's going on. Within, say, nurse education, increasingly medical education, and certainly where I'm working, looking more generally at um, sort of health promotion and public health training to try to bring these issues in. But I think it is a real challenge. And I think the way in which um, the delivery organisations are still set up now in local authorities still doesn't always help that. Now, having said that, I think we've seen public health in England at least move from the NHS into local authorities in the last, well, just over a year now. It happened last year. And I think that offers real potential for public health to be bridging across a whole range of of, um, different agendas and different professional areas and interests so that we can actually be Bringing into the mainstream the the way in which uh, agendas not only overlap but have what I think what's what's increasingly being talked about as co-benefits. So, for instance, when you're looking at um, at urban planning, how do you plan in ways which maximise walking and cycling, thereby sort of hitting the policy agendas both for carbon reduction and for increased physical activity and working on obesogenic environments. That's just one example we could say the same around sort of local food uh, growing and and sort of healthy and sustainable food policies. Um, And there's lots of really good stuff happening, but I think there's still a long way to go before you've got that real joined up approach happening in delivery organisations.
1: And you've you've written that sustainability and work on health operate largely in parallel. What would their converging look
0: like? Well, to take to take an example, um, I mean, I, I head up the Healthy Settings Unit at the University of Central Lancashire, and bro- broadly, a, a settings approach is is trying to take a, a sort of whole system approach within organizational and geographical settings so there's a healthy cities program the healthy schools program healthy universities program Um, if, if you if you look at schools and i'm not as up to date with that now as i was a few years ago but certainly going back a few years you had a healthy schools program run by government departments you had an eco schools program you had uh the emergence of a sustainable schools program um and actually, I think you get to that point where there's initiative overload. And, and if you could somehow bring those together so that we are actually talking about schools schools or other settings which were, which were promoting an understanding of a good future, really, and, and, and what's needed. That actually, in, in that sense, you're, you're not having all this kind of duplicated effort, but you're actually finding those sort of nodes of convergence where you can work around issues that are meaningful to people like food. And you begin to talk about what would what would good food look like? Now, actually, that there ha- that has benefits for health, for well-being, for sustainability. And I think if it's organized, appropriate also in terms of sort of equity and and social justice. Um, so that that that's that's for me that kind of thinking, but actually that that requires um, that requires people to have, uh, I suppose, an, an ecological framework where they actually understand and acknowledge that things actually are connected and uh, interdependent.
1: When I talked to uh, Angela Raffel the other day, we talked about, um, you know, when you look at when you look at the uh, when you look at things through a public health lens, you know, you could imagine. You could imagine a scenario where um, where you could be looking at hospitals as being uh, uh, community-owned energy companies that was raising finance to insulate people's houses, uh, dealing with fuel poverty, inviting community investment, uh, divert. Um, distributing services that are currently all outsourced to Circo and people uh... into community co-ops like they've done with the evergreen co-ops uh... in the united states looking at the land around the hospital currently sort of lawns out outsourced to landscaping companies as a commercial market garden space and creating work and healthy food you know like all of that stuff could be integrated in a, in, a, in, in hospital settings on a scale that's kind of hard to do elsewhere and by overlapping it, meeting public health goals in other ways, in ways that, that are very hard to do, actually, in, in, in other ways. And her sense was that, that the, in theory, clinical commissioning groups have the potential to make quite a lot of that stuff happen. You could imagine all of this hanging together in a way that met all the goals of public health better than it's currently being done and met all the other social justice, affordable housing, fuel poverty, blah, 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 blah in that sort of integrated way and and that the in on paper at least the, uh, the the clinical commissioning groups have the potential to make that happen um, uh, Angela's sense was that actually that that's probably not going to happen is there is there a sense that it could and if so how
0: in this whole kind of brave new world that we have of of a new public health system that's that emerged as part of the reforms um, under the coalition government i think we've got several different Um, structures which potentially can have real influence. I think one is the clinical commissioning groups in terms of of, uh, the commissioning and procurement uh, of services and and who is actually going to deliver them, but also um, the vision of what type of services and how how connected those services are and um, some of the things you you mentioned about taking a much braver approach to actually how land can be used and managed around a hospital, et cetera, is is a really good example of that. Um, And I think there is interest in what's termed social prescribing, um, where rather than looking at prescribing medication, you're looking at, well, a good example that links up with transition agendas would be uh, something like the Green Gym Initiative, um, where people are doing uh, environmental conservation horticultural work uh, and the the and, and that that's actually seen and evidenced to have positive impacts both in terms of physical activity and mental health and well-being and for instance my, my team is is leading work across northwest prisons where that green gin model has been developed and um, we've got kind of strong horticultural work where um, car parks have been turned into. Uh, gardens and polytunnels for instance but I think I think the other structure that's that's potentially really influential is health and well-being boards and they have a role in developing uh, overarching health and well-being strategies uh, for the local authority areas and again I think what we need to be doing is is identifying um, areas where there really is that interest and engagement to join things up, and to have have a sort of brave vision, so that they can almost be seen as pilot areas to to, to develop new ways of thinking and articulating how we could move forward.
1: Part of your work is around uh, policy what would health policy designed to to support this and to meet the aims of transition and while responding to the crisis set out in the earlier question look like
0: i think i come back to some of the words i've already used and and in some of the conversations i've been having kind of recently with people who who are working in some of those policy organisations they are talking about that need for a for joined up narrative and i think Narrative is a very trendy word that's kind of replaced strategy in a lot of cases by, by this government. What, what we tend to see is still this sort of frag- fragmentation. So we will have discussions about fuel poverty. Um, we'll have discussions about um, transport planning and uh, the obesity epidemic. And then elsewhere, we might have something about the need for, pre- um, for, for preparedness for for climate change in terms of the risks related to um, flooding etc that are that are perhaps the most obvious public health risks that have confronted people in uh, this country. but actually what we what we don't have is very often is is, is, a, is a, this sort of articulation of how it all comes together and why actually there there are things that you can really be focusing on that are, are going to be, hitting a number of different priority uh, policy buttons, if you like, um, and, and, and I, I, I guess uh, in, in the health field, we've, we've seen a sort of emphasis on sort of techniques like uh, health impact assessment, and um, certainly at an EU level and in cert- sort of states such as South Australia, where they've done some real sort of trailblazing work, around this idea of putting health into all policy areas so that um, we, we move out of this mindset, whereas health health is seen to be about the delivery of health services. And actually, if we can do that, so we're not just talking about health, but we're actually talking about this tripartite thing of, of health, wellbeing, e- and environment, sustainability, resilience, and and sort of equity, then I think we can do... An, an integrated approach to policy um, that could have really far-reaching effects.
1: And and for for people who are in transition groups on the ground, how can they best engage with this sort of shift uh, in agenda in the public health field?
0: I think already some of them are in in that I think I think some of the some of the very sort of tangible work that's being spearheaded by by transition groups or in partnership with transition groups are things like, say in Lancaster, the sustainable food cities work that's spreading out across Lancashire, working at different, um, different sort of sizes and and pockets of, of sort of population. I mean to t- take Lancaster again, because I, I know it, I know it better than than some. I know you know they're hosting a conference looking at fuel poverty and looking at a kind of joined up approach. So I think already some of, some of that work is happening. I, I, I think some of the, perhaps some of the kind of reservations that p- some people in public health would have if I was to talk to them about transition would be firstly around the extent to which it has successfully kind of embraced a commitment to, to equity social justice, diversity. And I think that's something which has had more and more discussion in the last few years, uh, in a really positive way. I think possibly the second thing is around kind of the way in which health tends to be articulated. And I think there's been a quite a quite a, a strong emphasis on, I, I suppose, what, what for some people would be called spiritual well being, so the kind of inner transition focus. And whilst I think that's I think I think it's important to uh, to engage with that. I think that the perception of that outside can sometimes be quite kind of off-putting, and can seem to be focusing so much almost on the sort of micro inner that it it fails to be dealing with the sort of population and real determinants level stuff that that impacts on on the health and well-being of people at large. If that makes sense. <laughs> And I think I mean just just following up on that. I think it's it's quite interesting because if you look at an organisation like um, Public Health England, which was set up as part of the health reforms last year, it, it's got quite a strong program within its Health and Wellbeing Directorate on um, healthy people, healthy places. And I guess you know part of my vision would be that that actually we're we're adding in a third P there, so it's healthy people, healthy places, healthy planet, um, whereas. Whereas the healthy planet bit tends to be dealt with in another section. And I think that's probably symptomatic of of where we're at um, with 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 how health is you know is is linked and joined up. So yeah, I think that, you know, I, th- I think that, that there is quite a well, I think there's quite a lot that that transition groups can engage with, but I also think there's quite a lot that we can learn from in terms of some of the, the cutting edge work that might not be called health, but is dealing with 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 fundamental sort of health issues.
1: You write and think about this a lot, and you're involved with it on the ground and making things happen. If uh, if everything were to fall into place beautifully over the next ten years or so, what would what would uh, what would public health look like in ten years for you?
0: Well, oh, that's a big question. Um, I think I think I think what it would look like is that actually we'd have. Um, We'd have something that was much more seamless. That we'd have um health being seen as a core, a core kind of value and function um, within uh, the kind of, if you like, delivery organizations. We'd have um we'd have that being seen as and as intricately related to and interconnected with other agendas rather than separate from them. I think we'd have um, a really balanced focus on acknowledging that there are very real needs and problems out there, but actually there are huge assets, capabilities and potentials so that we're, we're moving away from that kind of negative needs-based culture to, to something which is, is actually celebrating and harnessing the assets and potentials of communities. And I think we'd also have something where there's a real kind of balance and, and mutual learning where um, we acknowledge the, the importance of uh, government and other kind of delivery in well in policy and delivery in instruments if you like, but also bringing you know, bringing that together with the sort of grassroots creativity, innovation and energy that, that I think is characterised, characterises the transition movement. Um, whereas at the moment, I think that they're,
1: they're,
0: they're not, that there's some way to go before that's kind of fully connected.